It's the last burst of energy before bedtime for these children who call this street corner home. Some are playing soccer under dim street lights. Others sit on the curb and watch. Ntando and Domiso are 11 and 12 years old. We're not using their last names to protect their identities. Domiso is gentle, mellow with a ready smile. Ntando has the round cheeks of a young boy and the alert eyes of someone who has seen more than most people his age. They've come to Durban from townships nearby after running away from home. As they watch the others play, they press old juice cartons to their noses and inhale deeply. They call it smoking glue, but they're sniffing it. When I'm smoking, when I'm smoking glue, getting drunk. See, this glue like is like beer. Yeah, glue is like beer. Glue is if you smoke, smoke. glue, you see glue things smoke. different. If you smoke glue, you see things twice. If because uh, when I'm smoking glue, I see you, you twice you. You see two of me. Yeah. You too. Look, look, getting here in, in your bed. Yeah, in the, in the knees. 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 You feel it in your knees as well? Yeah. If you lower, you get paralyzed. Why do you want to feel these things? Why do you want to see double? Why do you want to feel as if you're shaking in your knees or paralyzed in your knees? Because in the streets, there's nothing you can do. There's nothing you can do. Nothing to do in the streets? Yeah, there's nothing you can do. So you're bored? Yeah. You can see all the children smoking glue and you see, but I don't tell you also going to be smoking glue. Ntando doesn't know where his father is, nor does he know what illness took his mother's life in 2005. That's when he moved in with his grandmother, until a year and a half ago when, one night, he stole eight dollars from her purse. She didn't kick, I stole money, she didn't kick me out. I, I kicked myself out. Why? I don't know why. You felt ashamed or what? I felt ashamed and I, I, I saw what I done. It wasn't good for me. And then I took myself down. What Ntando doesn't mention until later is that his granny was drinking. Many kids here say they took to the streets in part because of alcoholism at home. Domiso is one of them. My mother is drinking and my aunt is drinking. All of them is drinking alcohol. They said, my auntie said to me, go and buy some beers, clean the house, and said I must go and sleep outside. Yeah. They told you to sleep outside? Yeah. Ntando and Dumiso are two of a dozen or so kids who will sleep on the pavement tonight, beside grim squat warehouses. Durban is a city of three million people on the east coast of South Africa, where on any given night you'll find young people curled up in packs on sidewalks. And yet they're not far from Durban's beaches and luxury hotels, where tourists will soon be sunning themselves between World Cup matches. The next morning on the other side of town, crowded taxi vans drive by. Conductors hang out of windows, whistling for new passengers. It's all part of the frantic Durban traffic that encircles Zoleika and her boyfriend as they reach into rubbish bins downtown.
It will take them half a day to fill one or two bags with bottles and cardboard they'll be able to sell for two or three dollars. We're not using Zuleika's last name to protect her identity. She's a small teenage girl with long eyelashes and a quiet, steady gaze. She's wearing ripped jeans and a pink tank top with a bright green flower on the front. My mother had a problem that she was mentally disturbed. So every time when we was eating at home, eating supper, then he starts slapping me and telling me why am I speaking to the cars when I'm chewing the food. And every time he wake, wake us up at one o'clock in the night and take us to the bush where no one is allowed to go there and said we must go pray over there. Zuleika tells me her life on the streets began not long after her sixth birthday, on the eve of which her mother's boyfriend entered her room. So while I was changing at the room, he came with a handkerchief, he closed my mouth, he closed my eyes, then he was starting getting on top of me, then he started raping me, then after that, my sister arrived home. And so I told my sister. Zuleika says her mother didn't believe them, and no charges were laid. Surely Zuleika thought living on the street couldn't be worse. And yet, as we'll hear, it is. Ask her or any child about the hardest part of living on the streets, and they won't mention the cold nights or storms that send them in search of a wall or awning to block the wind and rain. Nor are they bothered by the drug dealers who prowl the area. The enemy is known here simply as Metro, Durban's Metropolitan Police. In the dead of night, they arrive in large numbers. They seal off the exits with vans and trucks. They herd the kids into the back of police vans and take them to the police station. And that is usually just the beginning. And they put you inside a van and control you far away. They also beat you up over there and tell you to run. Where you can run, you can't see the lights, no lights over there. You can only see the bushes. That's why we're saying that they're treating us like animals. They're not treating us like human beings. Zuleika says officers have told her they're cleaning the streets and getting rid of kids like her for the World Cup. they pushing us to go stay in the bush by force so no one will be able to see us that's coming from overseas. That is coming here to South Africa. That's why they keep on throwing us in different bushes. Well, the police tell the children you're not allowed to be here for 2010. And they've been rounding them up and dumping them outside the city. They won't necessarily use violence at first, but if the child resists, then, then sometimes they do. And uh, we've had kids come with injuries from being uh, shambocked, which is a whip, or the one that they talk about more is a, what's called a donkey piri which is a, like a stick, like a baton, and they're hit with those. Tom Hewitt is the CEO of Umtombo, a local charity for children which has been monitoring roundups. He receives regular reports from Mtando, Domiso, and other kids who are chased, captured, and sent out of town. He has also witnessed the sweeps firsthand, following the police cars that carry the children and lobbying for their release. No, 
Tom seldom makes it to his office before he's surrounded by kids, each with a question, complaint, or a favor to ask. Umtombo is not a night shelter, but a safe space during the day where kids can eat and catch up on the sleep they didn't get the night before. Tom and his team of social workers use sports and educational programs to help kids get off drugs, lead healthier lives, and ultimately reunite with their families. It's a long and uncertain process, continuously imperiled by police roundups. And so it's really problematic because as we're doing the therapeutic processes with social workers and the children, leading them closer you know, to leaving street life through dealing with the traumas associated to their existence, suddenly the kids are gone. And then they come back a day later having walked for 10 hours and you know, they'll talk about what's happened to them and they'll say sometimes the police um, hurt them during the processes. Um, we've had other children with, with, with major injuries. And so it's, it's outrageous that um, street children who've gone through traumas in terms of what's driven them to the streets and are going through traumas in street life are being sort of dealt with by enforcement officials. The only time we attend to these street kids and the vagrants is when they, they, when they break the law. At Durban Police Headquarters, Senior Superintendent Joyce Kuzwayo says the sweeps are carried out in response to complaints, mainly by local businesses. Like breaking into, into cars or they're sleeping where they are not supposed to be sleeping, finding them wherever they can sleep, and yet there are shelters provided for them. Well, by definition, then they are breaking the law because they sleep on the streets as a matter of course. So mm -hmm. you, you make a, yeah. these roundups as a matter of course then yes, as well. Yes, yes, yes. According to the bylaws, there's no one who, just, who, cannot, who can just go and sleep on the, on, the, on the road. Would you say that you've stepped up these roundups then in preparation for the World Cup? Yeah, this is one of our operations that we are doing. With the street kids, we have to involve the social workers also because they have to take over. But I'm hearing of many cases where street children are taken far out of Durban, uh, dropped off at the side of a road and uh, left to their own devices. I've never experienced that, but I only heard about it. But there's no one who has ever came up with the evidence that, you know, this is what is going on. Uh, but I cannot comment much about that since it's not something that I've got a tangible evidence about it. So, I set out in search of evidence to find out whether these kids are indeed brought to places of safety or simply swept out of the city. As I'm driving around town, I spot the large blue and white police truck. Eventually I catch up as it heads out of Durban. Getting closer, I see the fingers of half a dozen kids gripping the grilled windows. The five or six boys and girls inside are saying they have no food and no water, something I have heard from other children who have been detained for many hours at a time. The driver sees my car and turns the wrong way down a one-way street. He loses me. The next day I get word that police have been rounding up more children and in the early hours of Saturday morning they're trickling back to the city centre. Ntando is one of them. So where are you tonight? Tonight we were sleeping there, it's 10 streets. We're sleeping, we're sleeping and then 
we see metro there at the center and other metro go that side. Metro comes and chase us and they hit some of us. Lots of us have been taken and some of them are thrown far away. And were you taken to a shelter? No, they didn't take us to any shelter. They let us go like three o'clock. Oh, so you've been walking since then for two hours? Yeah. In the rain? Yeah. Strange as it may seem, some kids aren't so lucky. I meet another boy whom we're calling Tulani. He shows me the spot where he says police dropped him off a few weeks ago, on a road near a township outside Durban. He tells me in his native Zulu that a young man drove up beside him as he was walking back toward the city. The man said he was going to show me where the police station is. Instead, he took me to a patch of grass. He grabbed me and threw me on the ground. At first, he promised to kill me and he pointed a knife at me. I asked him not to kill me. Then he put down the knife and told me to take off my pants. Then he raped me. Tulani says the man then dropped him further down the road where he walked for some time before flagging down a police car. Not Metro, but the South African Police Service. Since then, a 19-year-old man has been arrested and charged with rape. Tulani received counselling until he left for a different part of town to hang out with street kids who don't know what happened to him. I meet Senior Superintendent Kuzwayo for a second time to question her about Tulani's accusation. Since we last spoke, an 11-year-old boy was rounded up by Metro Police and taken out to Kwamashu. He was left at the side of a road, a country road that is, where a man picked him up and subsequently raped him. I guess what I'm wondering is, does this surprise you? Yeah, I'm surprised. I'm surprised. Should you be surprised though? Because we have a situation where street kids are rounded up, they're dropped off in the middle of the road somewhere, on the outskirts of places like Kwamashu, which has been called the murder capital of South Africa. Mm. Should you really be surprised that something happens to one of the children when they're dropped off there? I wouldn't be surprised because they, if they leave the child unattended by any adult around, leave him at a place where there's no home or shelter, definitely it, it can, anything can happen to the child, like in any other child. And that is the direct result of police roundups and therefore of your policy. As I've said, it can happen to any child. I, I, I wouldn't say that it's because these children were surrounded by the, they were removed from the street. If that type of but incident they, happened, it can happen to any child, not because the child is a street kid. Street kids, however, stay in packs for protection. Police sweeps separate them from their makeshift families, making them easy prey. Zuleika has been rounded up on several occasions and often returns with fewer friends than she left with. Some of us didn't come back and we were still looking for them, but still we haven't found them. Some kids, once veritable fixtures on Durban streets, have vanished. And those who remain, like Zuleika, are vulnerable. It was the night like they usually come and chase us. 
so I was fast asleep. When I woke up, the police was already standing in front of me, so I couldn't run. Zuleika is one of several street girls I've spoken to who say they have been raped more than once. Among the perpetrators, they say, are Metro police officers. Zuleika says one young officer attacked her during a roundup. I tried to run, but he caught me. And he smacked me down and started tearing my clothes. Then he came on top of me, promised me if I tell anyone, he'll shoot me. Metro police say these allegations are unfounded and leveled against them to discredit the force. Of the charges that have been recorded by the Independent Complaints Directorate, none has been brought by a street child. Girls like Zuleika say they did take their cases to the police and never heard of the matter again. We are now entering Bellevue Place of Safety. Sulu Ndaba is showing me a child and youth care center just outside of Durban. Here we keep children of between 7 and 17 years of age. They are kept here temporarily. She's responsible for children at the Department of Social Development in the province of KwaZulu-Natal. She was unaware police were conducting roundups, even though it's the kind of place authorities should be bringing children who live on the streets. They have never uh, really said that um, we are busy shipping children uh, out, of, out of the city because they would know that once we say, they say that we are going to say this is not the way of dealing with children. There are better ways of dealing with children. We do have um, uh, professionals who can intervene and place those children appropriately. So the police, when they have children, this is the place that they can be bringing children to. And places of safety such as this are seldom, seldom full, and so there's no reason why they shouldn't bring them here. Definitely. If ever homelessness and drug addiction were the topic of public debate, it's being drowned out by growing World Cup hype. TV and radio stations are running advertisements which give a warm welcome to tourists and foreign football fans. Uh, excuse me, sir. Do you have a problem finding accommodation? Yes, I cannot afford to miss tomorrow's game. I do not know what else to do now. Don't worry. I have enough rooms in my house. You can come and stay with me as long as you like. Really? You a star. A world away from the ad campaigns, street kids work the market stalls and beg at traffic lights. Police say they're just as likely to steal, con and pickpocket. As the World Cup approaches, more kids, mainly from poor families, are expected to flock to the city streets to make money legitimately or otherwise. Sweeps of street people are being reported in Cape Town and Pretoria too. Tom Hewitt. But it is not a crime issue, it's an image issue. Because where you see street children on any street or in any city is like a big sign that says all is not well socially in this city. And so it's the embarrassment. They're embarrassed about them. They want the kids off the streets. There's a mentality of get rid of street kids for 2010 at all costs. It's late evening when I catch up once again with Ntando. He's with his friends and high on glue. Okay, tell me how you're feeling tonight. Tonight, I'm going to find a way to make it without How have things been going over the past couple of weeks? Things have been going. Things have been going confused. How are they confused? 
confused like getting more more headaches more stomach aches so I have something to do and I must go home back home how are you going to get back home on the train who's waiting for you my granny my granny is waiting for me she wants to live with me she wants to stay with me she misses me so much how do you know that I had a dream that my granny needs me she misses me in the time I've spent with these kids, some have returned home to their families. Ntando has decided to enroll in a rehabilitation program for young drug users. I haven't seen Zuleika for some time, though she does move about in part to avoid police sweeps and to minimize the monotony of living on the street for 10 years. And some South African cities are changing their approach too. The city of Johannesburg stopped rounding up street children and opened a new shelter for them instead. It's the result of years of struggle by local charities and people who believe that children need not live in fear and isolation just because they live on the street.